0: Have you ever dreamed of being able to make more money, live a better life, and have the financial freedom that's rightfully yours? Well, now is your chance. With an engaging perspective and tone, your host Ryan Dement will guide you through your journey to financial freedom one step at a time. Let's get to it. Here is your host Ryan Dement. Hey guys, Ryan Dement, True Podcast. I hope you're having a great day. This week, I want to talk about learning from failure. I'm struggling. I'm going to speak from the heart and I'm going to tell you guys how I'm getting through my failures and some life events that are really causing me some trouble. Stay tuned. All right, guys. Welcome back. I want to talk about learning from failure. I know I've talked about it a billion times. Yes, overstated billion. You get knocked down nine times. You get back up on the 10th time. That's not what I really want to talk about this this podcast. I want to talk more about how to handle failure and and how, how we as humans can be able to adjust to those failures and be able to move on from them. And But the first thing I want to talk about is we all have personal events or life events that happen. And for me, for the last week or so, I've been dealing with my dog. He's only 10, and um, he's got a mass on his lung, and he's struggling, and um, I've fed this dog a raw diet. I think kids eat – I think Bob eats better than kids, to be honest with you. He gets a raw diet, and I'm just kicking myself because it's like, what the hell did I do for my boy to suffer like this? And I'm doing whatever it takes you know, to have a quality of life – I'm not going to put him through chemotherapy. He's too old. It's too much. I'd rather go the holistic route. He's already on mushrooms, and he's doing some other stuff with CBD. Um, but he hasn't eaten in a couple of days, so I had to get a, uh appetite stimulant from my vet, which I didn't like, but it helped. And I'm doing some other stuff to stimulate him. But he goes in for a scan next week, and I just want to be able to get him to where he needs to be so I understand what to do. I want him to go out on top. And this to me is a failure on my part. And that's why I wanted to talk about this because I feel responsible for him. Just like he's my child. i am He is my child. I, I feel responsible for him and for his health. Just like you guys would feel responsible for your kids or for your animals. I'm struggling with it and it's kicking me in the ass and it's slowing me down in everything else I do because it's so consuming on a daily basis to make sure he's okay but i also feel like i'm not i'm not a good father and i can't be in that mindset and i have to fight that i have to fight through that because ultimately i didn't cause the cancer And I didn't wish the cancer on him, but I I take it personally because I've done whatever I possibly could to put him on a healthy diet and exercise him and and take him to the vet to make sure he was getting his checkups. It's just, it's sad and depressing. And I don't want to see anybody, including an animal, suffer to go through something like this. And I want his quality of life to be great so he goes out on top. Not because cancer takes him out. I want him to go out on his terms. And getting back to the failure and learning from the failure, my learning, my learning point on this is I can't control what happened. It's genetics. It's environmental that he. before I adopted him, I don't know where he was at. He was on the streets when I lived in Salt Lake City. They brought him in and I adopted him around nine or ten months. So I I have no idea. But from that point on, he's eaten a raw diet and is done very well. I'm continuing to work with my failure and learning from this is I take it personally. But the other thing that I've got to do is I can't let it consume me because then everything in my life stops. And I know it's easier said than done because I'm living it. But we have to find ways to distract our minds to be able to shift our mindset, to get back into a flow of whatever you're doing outside of your personal event, whether it be uh, working, running, exercising, uh, going out with friends, whatever, you gotta do something to distract yourself from it. Otherwise it's gonna drive you bonkers. And so far it's driving me bonkers. And I am trying to do my best to stay healthy for him because what? how good am I gonna be if I'm not healthy for my boy? And the takeaway on this, guys, is these life events, whether it be something like this or another type of life event, we have to take it in perspective and be able to digest it and be able to work through it. And when I say work through it is you've got to physically and mentally work through it and figure out how you're – and this is how I'm working on it for myself. I'm I'm putting these different things in my life in compartments. And I've got to be able to put them there and be able to go to those compartments when I need to and then leave the compartment and go into another compartment. Because if I let them all flow back and forth freely, it really screws up my day and it really screws up my head. And it's just not cool. It doesn't do any justice for anybody that's in my life, whether it's personal or professional. And it does does nothing for me at all because I get nothing done. And it's just... It's frustrating as hell because I continue to beat on that drum that what did I do wrong? And I have to keep on saying I didn't do anything wrong. And now I'm in the I'm I'm at the point now that I want his quality of life to be the best that it possibly the best that it possibly can be to make sure that he is taken care of and he goes out the way he wants to go out. That's all I can do at this point, but it's hard for me to still grasp that and next week when he goes for a scan it's probably going to be even harder for me because more than likely there's going to be unfortunately a mass in his lung and there'll probably be something else going on i don't know but i have to prepare myself for that and that's hard and getting up from this failure and thinking about do i want another dog and i've always had dogs my whole life and it it, i'm questioning myself whether i want to have another dog or not And that's dumb on my part because there's 10 great years that we have together and I'm putting all the end over the 10 years and basically wiping everything out. And that's stupid on my part. I need to be able to take all the good with the bad and lump it together, but let the good outweigh the bad and say – He's a great dog. He did great things with me. He's been through thick and thin with me. He's traveled to multiple states with me when I've moved. I need to be cognizant of that and understanding that it's a failure on my part that I can't recognize that. And I've got to kick myself in the butt and say that I'm going to look at the positive instead of the negative. Always, it's always three times easier to be negative than it is to be positive. And I am not looking to be negative here. I want to be positive to be able to get over the hump on this and give him the best rest of his life that he possibly can, period. And I'm going to do that and I'll keep sharing some of this and I will make sure that I let you guys know. And if you guys hear something in my voice or you, if you want to send me some, some words of encouragement or things that I can correct, I'm open for it. Just let me know. Message me, text me, call me. Whatever you want to do, I'm fine, but I will get over this. I will get myself in the right place, and I'll be able to get this job taken care of and make sure that he's squared away because he does not deserve to be any type of pain or any type of suffering, and I will not let that happen. All right, guys, thanks for listening to my story. Personal, from the heart, but I also wanted to talk about benefits of of really just getting through failure because we're all we all have failures in life. And I think the two things that separate people in this department or in this phase of life is grit and perseverance. First grit for me is, is getting up off the floor every single time you get knocked down and, for me personally, grid is what has gotten me through these past three and some odd years uh, doing affordable housing development. I have to find ways to make sure money's flowing in all aspects during a pandemic when everything pretty much shut down. Even though construction was essential, we still we still lost guys to COVID. We still lost deals because people decided to take their houses off the market. Uh, We lost deals because people didn't want to buy houses because they were afraid of getting COVID by going out. So we always had a pinch for money, and we had to find ways to bring money in and be creative. And that part of me, grit-wise, is something that happens daily. It's I'm always trying to to grind out something and find a way to make it work. Does it work every single time? No. If that's the case, then crap, I wouldn't be sitting here uh, telling you about all my problems. I'd be telling you about all the rosy stuff. I'd rather tell you about my problems and how I learned from them because ultimately my story, I I hope, gets to you where you understand there's somebody else out there that's grinding just like you and they're trying to get better in life and you're not alone cuz we're not alone in this in this journey it's it's all about being a community or the true community and we're going to be able to make things happen together and from all the times that i've been knocked down in this in this role in this in this in this entrepreneurship that i'm going after and what i want to do it's hard and people think when they see that, uh, that image where you have the iceberg and they see all the happy, joy, joy, but they don't see be- beneath the waterline of all the crap that you have to deal with, that's me. I mean, for example, for today, we started a nonprofit and I'm the web designer, so guess what? I had to finish out a, we- a website, a landing page, just to get us on the board so we could actually you know get things going. I was up late at night, up early in the morning, also dealing with Bob and making sure he was taken care of. So not much sleep got had. Um, Am I thankful that I got it done? Yes. Can I learn from it? Yes, because I can make a better website. Uh, I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's my greatest work either. So I think that I can do something better with some more time, but I wanted to get that out there and make sure that it's taken care of. Because I wanted to deliver it to one of my partners and make sure that uh, he wasn't let down because he has a lot riding on our true community nonprofit. But that's not just grit. That was also grit and perseverance because the grit piece was I had another website that I was designing for this for our nonprofit. It sucked to me. And then it wasn't rendering right on mobile how I wanted it to. So I had to start from scratch and put a whole new template together. I think I've done better with this template, but I've spent a lot of time going back and forth on this piece to where it's, it's, it's pretty difficult. It's, it's daunting. And I'm over, I'm, I was overwhelmed, um, but I had to put my head down and go. And that's just life for us, for me at least. And I think when we look at that, we think it's a lot easier said than done, and truly it is not. Uh, It's pretty damn difficult to put your head down and, and get things done when you have no idea how to do it. And before I started this whole journey, I had no clue how to design a website, didn't know much about SEO, didn't know about rendering, I didn't know about page load speed, or excuse me, load speed um, from Google, didn't know, I didn't know enough about headers and and making sure my tags are right and making sure I'm using the right keywords, whether I'm searching for you know two or three keywords or a long tail keyword. There was just so many things that went into it that I had no clue. And now I'm not saying I'm an expert. By no means am I. I. Am I proficient? Yes. Is there a lot more to learn? Yes. But every time I get knocked down, I'm getting back up and I'm not going to give up just because I couldn't do it right the first time I wanted to make sure that I could do it right each and every time. So you have to, from your perspective and from what you're doing is find that grit in you. And the grit is going to probably be different from all of us. For me, I get a little bit hard on myself and I, I kick myself for stupid things or I kick myself because I'm down and, and kind of slap myself out of it. But I've noticed, uh, like I said on the prior segment, if I put things in compartments and be able to leave them there and focus on the one compartment that I'm in to get the job done and get it to the finish line, I tend to do a lot better. I can't, I can't seem to focus on four or five things at a time and be effective. I can juggle them, but they're not all of them. are going to get to the finish line. So if I take one thing and I, and I do it very well and go to the next thing and do it very well, it might take me a little bit longer, but it's going to get done right. The first time knowing my limitations, knowing what I can and can't do is huge. And that's what we all have to be cognizant of, you know, my prior life, uh, working for, you know, a very large financial institution, all we did was meetings all day, back to back all day. All I did was sit in my office and listen to meetings. Nothing ever got done. It was just meeting after meeting after meeting. I never got to really manage the business. I never really got to manage the work with my managers, work with my uh, my my account managers, my FTE, my headcount, whatever you want to call it. it. I spent more time in that office behind closed doors dealing with Stuff that really didn't have anything to do with me. If you would have just left me to run the business, uh, I think I could have got better results. I didn't get bad results, but I could have gotten better results. um, And we could have done better things. But that's not how they're wired. And you have to decide, is it right for me or not? And if it's not, then you move on. It wasn't right for me, so I moved on. I learned a lot from them. And I learned a lot about myself and learned a, a lot about how I could actually do better. And now I'm, I'm learning to put things in compartments and get them done and move them to the finish line. And that's all thankful to, the, to that last employer. So no complaints here. Last but not least, and I like to, I, I love perseverance because man you get that no 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 you're that you're that uh traveling uh salesman you get all those no's and then you finally get a yes you're like holy crap and things go go well it keeps you going and then you get a bunch of no no no's and you get that yes all those times that you get those no's you're getting knocked down but you're getting closer to a yes But you're also learning to hone your skills during those times when you're getting those no's. So when you're getting beat up in life on certain things that you think you should not being beat up on, you're getting closer to that yes. You're getting closer to that promised land of whatever you're trying to accomplish. You're getting getting to that point of learning along the way to get you to that promised land of yes or whatever that looks like. But the thing that you have to take away from this, on this journey of getting to that place where you want to be, is the no's are just an old saying of not right now. Or in my case for houses that we're trying to sell today and we get people to go in and they they like them and then oh i don't know if i want to offer okay i'm getting that much closer to a yes i get that even though the market is hot i'm in i'm in neighborhoods that you know people don't typically go buy houses and they rent them so i'm changing minds and hearts and it's not easy it's quite stressful at times but Knowing that we're going to get to the yes and get to where we need to be, that is there, and I know that. And typically, I get three or four no's on a house, and typically five or six will be a yes, and we'll lock it in and be done. So far, we've gotten three no's, um, and the unfortunate thing, the fourth person is still trying to qualify for a mortgage. So it might not just be a no. just might be they don't qualify, so there's my four. I can't control those things, and those things used to really drive me bonkers and really piss me off that we have somebody that loves the house, but they can't buy it because their their credit sucks, and that's just playing in this arena, but we have some solutions for that, but that's, that's a whole other game, but the perseverance is understanding and leading up to knowing that you're going to get to a, a, better, a better place. The old, I think that old saying is, you know, bad times don't last forever and good times do come. And you, you also have to remember good times don't always last forever too. So you might have a long period of time that you get, you know, crappy times, but then you'll have a good run of good times, cherish the good times, be thankful for them, make sure that you're putting that out there because ultimately you could have a even longer run On the good times. But you don't. You don't want to. Forget about the bad times. I mean you hear the adages from these. Self-made millionaires or people that have made. You know businesses or whatever the case is. They remember where they they came from. And where they started from. And and understand that they were pinching. Nickels and dimes together. And making sure that they were holding everything together. With. uh, uh, Gum and tape. And. It's true. You'll never forget those things. I understand what it's like to, to run a business on a, a lean budget, sometimes no budget. I've got to make it up and make it work. You know, So I get that. But also at the same time, in other areas, we do a lot better and we have more margin outside of the affordable housing space. Um, but I run those businesses the same way because I don't I don't want to ever go back to lean times there's no reason to am I scared no but if I know how, I know what it was like to be lean why do I want to go back to that ever again so if I always keep a nice cushion nice margins and run the business effectively and not run up the bills that's the beautiful thing about this you get to adjust and overcome all these things and that's perseverance that is being able to persevere in the toughest times and being able to get past all those no's to a yes. And it's so rewarding. You got to know, you, you, you know the feeling, you're just missing it and it just hasn't been there for a while. And when you do get that feeling, it's like a whole nother world has happened. And you're in a whole nother place. It's this euphoric feeling. It's great. Keep that in your mind and how that feels as you're going through these no's. It gets you to the yes. And that promised land and that feeling. It's that extra adrenaline boost that you get. And you keep that going. Positive thoughts get you positive results. It's pretty powerful, guys. Stick with it. Don't give up. Grind away. Be persistent. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Uh, I hope you have a good one. Stay safe, stay healthy, have conversations. It is okay to disagree. You do not need to cancel each other out. We are humans, we need interaction, and we need to understand different points of view. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one.